Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready, because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cutler. Welcome to another edition of Kicks and Bricks. Today we have my West Coast homie, Problem. What's good? What's good, Big Dog? All right, so um, with everything that's going on in the world, like I felt that this episode is needed. So like, what have you been up to like during quarantine? Ah, uh, man, just trying to stay uh, focused. Do all the madness. Trying to stay focused, trying to keep my family focused. Um, figuring out innovative ways Keep revenue coming through and just uh, stay as focused as possible. Like, we're living like in such a crazy time. Like, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, a social uprising caused by um, blacks being, being tired of being mistreated by law enforcement. Like, just kind of tell me um, what is your thoughts on everything that's going on right now? could have been avoided with the swift arrest of like all the officers in, involved in George Floyd and in, in George Floyd's murder. And while we're at it, like Breonna Taylor's killers need to be locked up too. Yeah, man. Breonna Taylor and then this morning you have uh, the thing with Robert Fuller um found hung from a tree in front of a fucking fire department in the city hall building in Palmdale. And they're trying to say it's a suicide or COVID-related. It's right now, man. This ain't the time to be an idiot. This ain't the time to be funny. This ain't the time for jokes. Very fucking serious time. And I need everybody, not just black people, but all people, to understand how serious this is, how it looks, and how it feels to other people. Because what they don't want is for us to start making demonstrations or, or showing you better than we can tell you. We're peaceful people, man. We've been, we, we, we learned to forgive and forget and just move forward. And on this search for equality, I think our kindness has been taken for weakness. And I don't want, I don't want, I'm not even worried about the, 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 the brothers that's ready for war. I don't want the ones that's not ready for war to be in it. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody should really swallow their pride and fix this shit fast. And I think like protests and violence and investing in our own community 
is like the only way to like create real change because like when you start to affect their dollars, that's when they start to pay attention to us. Yeah, totally. You see Starbucks yesterday. They uh they 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 said their employees couldn't wear uh Black Lives Matter clothing at work. And then the stock they stock shot down so fast that they sent out Black Lives Matter shirts for everybody. It was like, man, stop playing. Stop playing with us. Man, that's I'm crazy. Trying to the lines. I'm trying to cheater the line and trying to please everybody. It ain't time for us to please white folks right now. I'm just I'm sorry. That's just what it is. If that would have happened to you, like like what would have been your reaction if somebody told you you can't wear um, a Black Lives Matter t shirt or anything Black Lives Matters related? They're not gonna tell me that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to be that way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to. Okay, no, not. You can't. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that I can't support what's going on in the world because y'all sell coffee. Word, man. So I can't even understand who would even go for that. So, so like growing up in Compton, like what was it like for you and your um friends, like growing up and like your relationship with like local law enforcement. Did you guys have to deal with like unjust harassment? Like most of us have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, they would come around and, you know, harass lineage or harass. We were taught to be afraid of them anyway. So mm-hmm. that was already just a fear still at a young age, as a young man, I was always like, nah, we don't fuck with police, we don't talk to them, we don't do nothing with them just because of the injustice that they had done prior to me being here. It's a bad stench on police right now. And um, it's always been there, and it's not gonna not be there until the system changes. They have to change it. It ain't. It's, there's no other room for anything else right now. Shit gotta be different. And if it's not gonna be different, we're gonna make it different. And I think like like one way to help things like if the gangs can like come together and like kind of like monitor our own communities instead of like having the police like around because if we had like that kind of presence, I think the violence between civilians and police would be at a minimum. I don't think police should be the end all be all of how you fix this situation. Who are you guys? You guys used to pull up somebody I don't know called and said something. That don't that you shouldn't get to, you shouldn't get to decide if I go to jail or not. Well that's true. That's not how it should work. I don't I don't know you. You don't me you don't know the situation you don't know anything this is all everything all this putting handcuffs on people putting them in cars to solve problems is not where you solve problems to create fear if you're real you should you should have therapists at police officers let them come out assess the situation the right way then if you need to bring in security to come get people where they need to go then so be it but a, a bunch of motherfuckers that don't know me they can get a call they're gonna go just off the assumption of the last black guy that looked like me or the last White guy that look like me or the last whoever. It's that like the police are against. I was talking to somebody earlier. Somebody asked me about racism. I said, no, I'm a wrong one. This shit is about what's right and what's wrong. It ain't about nothing else. Yeah, that's true. And that fit the description thing, that that is so crazy to me. Like, because it seemed like they have the same drawing for every black guy. Right. Right, and 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 they're they're taught to be scared. They're taught to be scared of us, so they're gonna already come in with that. 
So, yeah, man, it's tough. It's a, it's, t- it's a tough, it's a tough situation right now with everything and everybody involved. I pray, I pray that this ends peacefully, but I'm not sure. All right, so you're from like LA, and LA is home to like many great rappers like yourself, um, DJ Quick, Dre, I, Game. I can go on and on, but, like, but the West Coast has like a basketball pedigree that can't be ignored from like the Showtime Lakers to um, Kobe and Shaq to now with Bron and AD and Kawhi and PG. Like, in your estimation, who's the king of LA, the Lakers or the Clippers? King of LA always be the Lakers. Always. Like, I don't even know. The Clippers will never get that. They can win three in a row. They still have 13 more to go. Or just, I don't know where all that even came from. Nah, I think it came from because they got Kawhi and um, PJ. Yeah, this will will always be a Lakers town. Always. And, And, like, I know a lot of, like, hardcore Laker fans. They wasn't happy when Braun came to L.A. because they were still kind of holding on to Kobe. Like, are you cool with um, L.A. adding LeBron back in um, 2018? Definitely cool with anything that's going to make our situation better. I'm a fan of the team, not of players. So whatever makes the team better is what I'm for. Um, Where were you when Kobe passed? Because, like, sometimes... I still reflect on his death, and it still doesn't seem real to me. Yeah, I was at the house, and it was it was it was it was crazy. It was it happened like twenty minutes from my house. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, it's crazy. So you guys suffered like two massive losses, like two years in a row. Like last year, it was Nipsey, and then this year it was Kobe. Like. It's just crazy, like, all the stuff yeah. that's been happening, like, when people dying so young. Yeah, um, it's been a couple of reality checks for the world. And since that past, it's been kind of off. And COVID passed, and it's crazy. And then all of this shit started happening right after that. And it's like, it's like, what, are, what, is, the, what, is, what is God trying to tell us? Like, what's going on? John Singleton passed. Um, it's a lot of just, it's just a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. It's hard to talk about anything else. Yeah. You know, it's tough to, it's tough for me to like, to like differentiate the conversation because it's my heart is heavy on everything. It's like, I just dying, though. So like, um, we can't replace Kobe, but like, do you think if the Lakers win the championship in Orlando this um, summer or fall, whenever they start playing, that it will kind of like um, loosen the blow a little bit more? No, it will never loosen. We love Kobe forever. Like, if a championship is going to like make us forget anything that he's done or, or make us not feel that he's done, it will just continue on the legacy and what the Lakers have to build. Kobe was a person to us, he wasn't a basketball player. You know, so. I think I think it'll if if they even play. I don't honestly. I think with everything going on, I don't know if they're gonna play. Even though they said they're gonna play, like the world is just in a different kind of shambles right now. But if they do, they win. It would just be another another title on the belt for us. And 
the legacy will continue with Kobe being gone is never going to be cool to any of us. All right, so like one of my personal favorite experiences of going to NBA games, whether if it's in a locker room or in the main arena, is hearing music. And you have a new album out now entitled Coffee and Kush. Like, what can we expect from this album for the people who who haven't heard it yet? Um, Coffee and Kush is, uh, to me, finding a balance in every part of my life, every aspect, musically, artistically, physically, mentally, spiritually. This is my version of balance as someone that uh, was known to be sporadic prior to this. Um, this is finding my most funky body of work. You know, when you combine complete opposites, you see, you can create balance. So I want people to hear it. I want people to feel it. I mean, um, I've never articulated myself in this way before musically. I've just put out tons of projects and I've had spark moments like this, but this, this body of work is completely different from any body of work that I've ever put out. I hope people enjoy it. Yeah, I was telling you earlier that, um, that it's hard and everything, but, um, like how does, this project kind of differ from your earlier works. Um, it's totally different. It's the complete opposite. The other one's about just being turned up and having fun and, and, and being in the streets and and just really a lifestyle that I was living prior to the one I live now. Um, it was a nightlife thing. This is more of a morning thing. This is my thoughts when I wake up. These are my new thoughts. These are my. This is the new way I want to be perceived. Far away from just the music that's been to the topics that's shown. So I'm, I'm, I'm purposely I made the complete opposite project of what I've ever put out. And like one of my um, favorite joints was um, is stressing and that memory and that memory lane sample that you used from Nas Illmatic. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Man, thank you. Yeah, I did that a while ago. Emotion. I remember coming, coming in the studio loaded, drunk, tripping off of something. Instead of tripping off what I was going to trip off of, I just set it off in the song. And another personal favorite of mine is Where I Come From. Oh man, for sure. I love that record. I love that record a lot, man. And then I also noticed, like, in a few of your videos, you rock a, a lot of sneaker heat and the um, Janet Freestyle. I seen you rocking the fear of gods. Like, what's in your sneaker rotation right now? I um, mean, honestly, I haven't really been buying shit. Like during the COVID and stuff, yeah, um, I would ask somebody at Nike that kind of keeps me in the loop for the new thing that's coming out. But uh, I haven't hit it. I've been more focused on my family than the thing. So I really, I know uh, Russell Westbrook. He sent me, uh, he sent me some of the new joints he just dropped. Those are crazy. Um, crazy color coordination, like the gray neon, neon green, and pink vibes. Uh, and I had um, I have some um, like some custom forces that somebody sent me, but I haven't really been on the on the on the lookout for the heat, man. I've been really just trying to just keep my mind together through this shit, man. This shit has been so as of late. I, I actually been doing better prior to this week. This last week has kind of been like mentally draining for me in a way that I. That I'm not really used to. It's tough for me to even explain. Um, can like can we expect you to like do a future project kind of reflecting what's going on today? Of course. Yep. You'll definitely be hearing um 
have to change up the next project a little bit. I'll be actually dropping coffee and Kush too in the next um, month or two. So stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm just getting started with, series, with that series and that brand of music. All right, man. And I was listening to a few of your throwbacks. I love that joint you did with with DJ Quick back in the day. What was it like working uh, with him? It was dope, man. Anytime you get with somebody you grew up listening to and, and idolize, I, 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 I idolized Quick just for what he stood for in the city and, and the, the type of his delivery. He was already the flyest. He already had a way about him. So to be able to get in, that, get, get in, the, get in the studio with him and be able to lock in really trade game with him and really get game from him. I mean, it was experience. I'll never forget. Um, um, I, that, that was like, I, I was able to write some stuff off the bucket list by doing that project. And one thing that I can appreciate about your music is that, like, you prove that lyricism can still reign supreme, like, in a world that's filled with, like, drug rap and um, stupid dances. Yeah, man, thank you, man. I'm... Me as a former drug rapper, that, that makes me feel good, man. Because uh, it, I, I know, I know my Mollywood series and stuff like that. It was, it was powerful in the city, and it, and it made me financially put me up there where I needed to be. But I, I think the newer stuff that I've been dropping, just artistically, just puts me in a puts me in a spot where I want to be, where I want to be mentioned with the greats of my city. So that's my that's my fight every release. To do better than the last and to, to further try to get into the group of the, the top five to ever come from Compton. Do you have like a Mount Rushmore of like your favorite West Coast rappers? I have a Mount Rushmore of Compton only. Compton just oh, all right. pick. Yeah, yeah. It goes up Drake. Then it goes Kendrick. Then it goes Easy. Then it goes Quick. Then it goes Gang. Like those are the top five I think from Compton. Like, and I think next? I think after that, then you can go like YG, uh, like um, MCA, myself. Hopefully, I would, would be on that list. Uh, King T, MC Ren, um, you know, shit. Uh, Roddy, Roddy's he's, he's making a push to try to get in there. Alright, so like, who's up next from your city? Like the next best rapper. I mean, I think Roddy, Roddy Rich right now is mm-hmm. making the strongest case for that as far as the newer action content. You got AV, um, you got AV, you got Buddy, you got Lil One, you got One Tech J. Um, you got a lot of people that are swimming in that, in that pool to try to get on that list. Uh, I think right now Roddy is running Supreme. He's an amazing year. And I, 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 just, I can't wait to see what he keeps bringing to the table. Alright, so now we're gonna like jump into some like NBA rap equivalents. So I wanna start with yourself. Like who is your NBA equivalent based on based off your based off your body of work? Uh hmm. It'll be have to be somebody who started playing one way and had to change the game. Change the game midway through. Um somebody who does a lot of different things. I would want to say, um, humbly, I would want to say, like, Chris Paul, small size, but he does so many things, passes, shoots, goes inside, goes out, um, makes the team better. I would say that's probably the closest that I can 
think that's just off the off the rip. Alright. Um how about game? Game uh game uh he's he's there. See game actually like we play basketball so I was gonna I was gonna give you the basketball version of the game, I was gonna say Charles Ugly or some Bill A. B or something. But as far as if you related it to like to like his career, yeah. shit, man. He done, he done got him some chips, man. I think he's like, I think he's like, hmm. I would say game is like a a, a Barkley, because right. he's he's one of the ones that really got out here and put on for us at a time when people wasn't putting on for us, and he was a different style. He was, but he he didn't take no shit, and he put up the numbers. He put up a lot of numbers. Now he may not. I've got the championship, but he's definitely one of the best to ever do it. Hey, how about Kendrick? Kendrick, um, Kendrick, I, I would say he's like a quiet assassin, man. He's like he's like Tim Duncan in a sense, cause when he, he just when he comes, it's like he's gonna win. And you might not hear nothing from him in between times. He's not gonna say much, but when he comes, he's gonna win. Hey, how about Snoop? Last one, Snoop. Snoop, Snoop is like, uh, Snoop is like, Snoop is like uh, Vince Carter. He's been, he's been here for, he's he's been here, he's been here, and he's still dunking. <laughs> he still can dunk anytime he wants to. Gonna put up now. He got a fucking hit record out right now. We only he's, he's, he is the human highlight for every gangbanger that ever came out of Cali as a rapper. He's shown that you don't have to be like anybody else to be a pop culture icon. Hey, give me like your favorite Snoop story that you have with him. Man, I got so many Snoop. I'll just go to the first time I met uh, Snoop. Um, I was waiting. They were saying he was coming and, and we were going to be in the same studio. And, you know, like, they tell you that the worst thing you can do is meet your heroes because it kind of, like, cheapens the mood and everything. But he walked in, and then as soon as he walked in, I just heard all of like, in my head all the songs he ever did just start playing back and forth. And he whisked into the room and he said, what's up, Ned? What's up, Ned? Uh, I'm like, what's your name? I'm like, probably, like, that's right, you smoke? Like, yeah, he said, I'll take two of these and call me in the morning. And fucking <laughs> took blood to it. Walked past it. I was like, damn, that's the hardest shit ever. He did everything I wanted to do. <laughs> All right, so, like, in your opinion, like, who's the best rapper ball player? Mm. Um, I haven't seen them all. Just from just look like I played with J. Cole. He's nice. Davies, I heard he's nice. Uh, I, I, I've seen some sh- clips of um, Lil Durk shooting. Um, I mean, I'm doing all the smoke, though. I ain't gonna lie. I don't see, I don't see nothing outside of them. Like, they got, you know, they got hype and everything. Outside of that, I don't, I mean, I hear Quavo's name, I see Lil Dicky, I've seen all these other names. I'm like, man, shut up, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn, come on. Hoop, hoop. Being able to put together a highlight reel is one thing. Mm-hmm. Actually getting out there and playing, I need to see about it. Are you, you going to play in a Drew League this summer if, if they have it out there? 
don't know if I'm playing a Drew League, but I'm definitely putting together something that we all can play against each other one-on-one and figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see about it. I, I need to see. I'm, I'm tired of all these stories and people being able to be in, in stuff because they popular or they, they manage your PR is cool with this person. But so, nah. As far as who, raw who, mm-hmm. I ain't turning down no fades. So, like, in addition to being a rapper, like, you have your own coffee brand called um, Green Hour Coffee. Like, and I think today, and especially in this day and age, it's important for us to shop and invest in Black-owned businesses. Very, very, very important. I actually own it uh, with uh, my partner, Brandon, and my wife, Daphne. We all own it together, but it's completely a Black-owned company. Like, and you also dabbled in film, too. You made a short story called, um, I mean, a short film called Compton Story. Like, what inspired you to write and star in that film? I woke up and just wanted to do new things. I didn't want to just stay in the box I had been in for the first 16 years of my rap career. I thought it was time to step out of the box and just take some initiative and try some new things. And um, luckily, man, my, my friends all came together to really help me out worked with me through the uh, rigmaroles of me not really knowing what, I, what I'm doing, but trying something new, man. Shout out to Mike Evans, shout out to Snoop, Jackie Long, uh, uh, my boy RJ Kyle, everybody, everybody that, that gave me their time so I can get that done, uh, shout out to them. What was it like working with uh, Mike Epps? Because he's like one of the funniest movie dudes. Mike Epps, man, it's, it's been a long time friend of mine. He has his way of sporadically popping in my life when I'm doing creative things. Uh, he was on one of my projects probably about eight years ago. Um, he's, he's the thing about Mike Evans, he's always Mike Evans, he's always hilarious. That's not a character play, he's funny, period. He can be going to get some tacos, he's gonna be that funny. It's always a treat when I'm around Mike. What's your, um, what's your favorite like Mike Epps story? I was standing outside my old studio um, smoking and seen this car flying down the street playing uh, Pitch and Me Roll and loud as hell. Then the traffic stopped. So I'm like, who the fuck is playing? And I look up and it was him. I pull up on my door and I'm like, Mike, like, what's up, man? He got out the traffic, he turned, parked. I mean, what you doing over here? I'm like, I got a studio. He's like, man, I'm about to come up here. He came in there. He bagged on all the homies that was in there. He hopped on my album. All right, so now, so now we're going to take it to the streets with some fan questions. Um, Jeff Owens from Facebook asks, like, who are some of your dream artists to work with that you haven't worked with yet? Um, I want to work with uh, Kanye. Um, I worked with Dre, but the song ain't came out. I want that song to come out. I want to do some um, film and TV stuff with Ice Cube. And... And of course, um, man, everybody wants to get a chance to box with Jay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Paul Rivers from Twitter asks, like, um, who do you think will win the um, NBA MVP this season? Uh, I think LeBron was on point to win it before all of this happened. Uh, I'd like him just getting into that mode where we were getting unbeatable. I saw it. I saw it. I, I was starting to see the fire. It was getting ready to happen. It was taking over the whole conversation. Um, I 
think either him or either him or Giannis was gonna get it. All right, and um, Dave from Instagram asks, like, would you ever play in an NBA All Star celebrity game? And just kind of end all discussions about who's the best um, celebrity hooper. Definitely, I would love to. I would love to get that opportunity. I would love to. And and given the talent that's been in that game, I think you could put up some decent numbers. Man, if that, if that <laughs> bunch is out there, I'm going for thirty. <laughs> so, hey, man, um, I just want to thank you for your time today. I mean, your work is inspiring. Um, you come from a generation that, um, or our well, our generation that's been through a lot. Um, we've seen a lot. Um, we've experienced pot. Cole, you know, all the legends, and you're continuing that legacy um, going forward. Thank you. I appreciate those words, brother.